The second part of the gospel, the story of Jesus' birth, continues as we rise in respect to this word. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they had heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This is the gospel. The creation of God become human being. You may be seated as we think about such things. I have to say, and no doubt you agree, there is nothing like this time of year. It is one special occasion. The decorations, the singing, the the music, as here and elsewhere, the cards, the preparations, the parties in homes and elsewhere, even in 40 state houses, the nativity is being displayed this year. There's all these wonderful things, the mood, the excitement, the smiles, the hugs, the wishes, the family, everything, more than what I can say. And, you know, this is a national holiday for us here. A birthday party, a party for the Son of God, become a human being, Emmanuel, God with us. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but until this evening, there was no baby in this manger. I I know that perhaps from where you sit, you could not see that in these days of preparation, but it was too early. But now, now is the time. Jesus was born. The waiting is over. The celebrations are here. You and I are here to do what we do Because the historical Jesus came into this earth. The Son of God put on our humanity to live among us. Emmanuel. We're here to remember that. But we're also here to celebrate that. More than just here, but to understand why it is that he came. Why it is that we celebrate. And like Mary, and I just read, and we spoke about it recently how she pondered these things and how she treasured them in her hearts. And I trust that's a big part of what we're doing for this unparalleled action in all of history, this unrivaled, once-in-history, miraculous event. I can't even find the words to fully express that the Creator became the creature God Almighty poured himself into our humanity like has never been done before. The Christmas then, well, 
then it was something different. It was not a good time in those early days. It was a troubled time, very troubled. A dark time in many respects, even as history recounts it. The country, the country was an occupied country, occupied by foreign rulers, an empire, Israel, just a tiny part of the huge Roman Empire. And the Romans, they were callous. They ruled with a heavy hand. There was no friendship between them and those whom they ruled in this tiny land that has become so important through the ages. Taxes were oppressive. Politically, things were unstable. There were tensions between the believers and the pagans, the Romans. Deals were made, but everything was uneasy in those days. Early in the first century, this is the way it was. Rome ruled, and those who were ruled were very uncomfortable. In the midst of this, there was a couple a man and a woman, engaged but not yet married. Through an interjection of God, everything changed in their plans and what they thought laid ahead of them as a married couple. World-shattering news, not just to shatter their existence and their plans, but through an angel of God, God declared Mary, you will have a son, and he will be my son, not Joseph's. And he's coming to change you, your life, and he's coming to change the world and the lives of everybody today and always. Joseph got the news as well, and rather hurriedly, and no doubt with little ceremony and preparation, they became husband and wife. And for them, life became totally different, but not just for them, but for everybody after them. This was a messy situation, very messy, but it unfolded to something greater. And oh yeah, lest I forget, there was that edict of Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be taxed enrolled so that they could have taxes exacted from them. And so this young couple, and she pregnant, had to go to their hometown, Joseph's hometown, a 90-mile journey on foot and on the back of a donkey, and pregnant, no less. Not an easy thing at all. All because someone beyond said... All this because of a bigger situation. They found it difficult to rejoice. But rejoicing would start. History took note. While all of those things for those two probably weren't noticed by many people at all, history took note after the fact. Jesus Christ was born. He went down in history. He remains as a real being and all history ever since has changed. 
It has revolved, revolved around this one instance, barely noticed at the time, but has become the dividing line of all of history. B.C., before Christ, and A.D., year of our Lord. Today, tomorrow, and for our 12 days, we celebrate. Those who followed him early on could only begin to capture what he was all about. A preacher, a miracle worker, he valued and they valued what he said. Bigger contributions, however, didn't happen till later. Bigger celebrations didn't take place till about 300 years after the birth that took place this day that we celebrate. It was Pope Julius I who declared that December 25 should be the official recognition date of the birth of our Savior. It changed from the 6th of January when he declared that to be so. And we've been celebrating the birthday of Jesus in December ever since. You realize, around the world, people are gathered, even at the spot of Jesus' birth, which is pretty well known because the Emperor Constantine, who became Christian, recovered that site and built a, a monumental temple above it, a cathedral. And people gather there on a night like this, Christmas Eve night, time change. And they gather to celebrate. I've, I've been at that church. It's gorgeous. It's wonderful. And I, I wish I could be there to celebrate on the eve of Christmas when literally thousands of people gather around. We can only hope to watch. And many of us, I trust, will watch YouTube and the rest. Why? Because Jesus came, a special one, very special, human and divine, come together in that little baby. Not just to visit, not just to walk, not just to preach and teach and do miracles, but to rescue us, to rescue them of their age, to rescue us today and people all through the ages. Because, as we confessed, we need a Savior. Our condition is such. We call it sin. We're broken. We need one to lift us up, to get us out of our situation. Not just anyone, but Emmanuel, God with us, in the flesh, in our lives, in our homes, in our situations, good and bad. And that's not all. Because of that, there are customs all over the world and all through time across the globe. Two different sources of those. Those of pagan origins that were taken over and, and changed to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And those that came out of current culture, and even to this day, that point to this momentous event and to the rescue in which we rejoice. No doubt you've heard the story, or maybe, maybe not, about Martin Luther, who looked out in the winter and he saw a tree, an evergreen tree, and he brought it in 
and he decorated it with candles. He's reputed to have been the one to start the Christmas tree tradition. The light of the candles, the tree pointing to heaven, all touched him and touch us today. And in 1851, maybe you don't know this story, in America, a pastor by the name of Henry Schwann brought a Christmas tree into Zion Lutheran Church in Cleveland. It was a momentous day, all right. It divided the congregation. People were upset. The elders were about to abandon ship. People boycotted the congregation and its people. Even those in the community wouldn't go to their places of business because of a Christmas tree. But the tree remained. Well, and you know the rest of the story, as it used to be said. The trees are here as symbols that point us to something greater, something beyond, namely Jesus. Even I've seen, maybe you too, Christmas trees suspended from ceilings upside down. If we don't get the message of being pointed up to heaven, we get the message of God's love come down in Jesus here among us. Customs like this and many, many more all around the world. Presence to remember the greatest presence. Programs by children, adults, and professionals. Productions as big as you and I can imagine. And even as great as we experience this evening in this congregation. Pagan customs turned inside out and reinvested, retooled to point to that saving little one, sanctified for the Christ child. Great, good stuff. Good stuff so long as we remember what's behind, what those customs, what those traditions are all about. And that's what we're here to celebrate. And, and not just to go through motions, and not just to sing hymns and, and carols, and not just to hear readings, but to let them sink into the heart, to ponder and treasure them as Mary did long ago. The problem is, is that so often what we do, the customs, the traditions, don't match up with history, with reality. And that's what we need to be careful about. The focus for many can easily become the cute little children who dress up for their little nativities. And as great as that is, if that's all we see, not enough. No room in the inn, and the emphasis of an old grumpy innkeeper, never mentioned in Scripture. Those kinds of things, animals who start to talk and tell their stories from the stable. A manger that looks like a wooden box when in reality it was carved out of stone as a feeding trough for the animals. So many things romanticized that go away from the history and lead us down perhaps a path that separates us from the realities. Romanticized. Santa, a present-day version of St. Nicholas, who brought presents 
merchandisers who seem to have the biggest focus these days, over a trillion dollars in overall sales, $1,500 per household and 33 million live Christmas trees sold, not to mention the artificial ones. And did you know, the Puritans, they understood a lot of this departing from the realities. They saw it so paganized, this festival, that they declared it to be just another work day as the Puritans lived and followed Oliver Cromwell. But we are here to cut through all of that if we need to, to remember and to celebrate not the reason for the season, as they say. And that reason is Jesus. It's a recognition that he came and, and why he came, ultimately to give his life in death as he gave it into life, he gave it into death for you. Not just anybody, but for you. Think about that this Christmas, because it's a very personal thing. Imagine it. No more than that, understand that reality and take it to heart. God loves you. Jesus proved it. He still proves it. The reason for the season is not only Jesus, but it's you. That's why Jesus came, why the baby was born, why the child grew up, while Jesus did what he did, said what he did, died the way he died, and rose again as God raised him from the dead. It's an important festival. In the life of the church, Christmas is called the second festival. Did you know that? The second festival. As great as it is, the first festival is Easter. And you know, if, if there wasn't Easter, why would we bother celebrating the life of Jesus? Just it would have been another good man who did good things, but a man who died and was dead. But he rose again. And so we can go back and we can remember his coming with faith and we can understand, we can take to heart Emmanuel, God with us. Just a few days ago, we heard something proclaimed that sent shivers perhaps down our spines. It went like this, for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. I come to tell you quite different news this evening. Quite different news. With confidence, absolute confidence, I can say this. We're looking at a day. We're looking at a life. We're looking at an eternity of hope because of that baby, Jesus. Born into the world, born for you, born for me, born for all. Why we are, while we are told there will be over $15 billion of unwanted presents this year, over 15 billion, not this one, not the baby, not Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.